Hi folks, my name is Linda Emmett and welcome to Happiness is an Inside Job. We are the creators of our own reality, we create our own lives. Our mind is our biggest limit and it's our own beliefs, behaviours and habits constantly caught in those cycles that keep us trapped where we are and stand in the way of our own happiness. So throughout this podcast, we're going to take a deep dive into some of those beliefs, habits and patterns, where they show up in your lives and what you can do to change them. Hi folks, I hope we're all having a good week so far. And on this week's podcast, I'm going to talk about toxic relationships, what they are, why we can sometimes get in them and how we we can unlearn some of the behaviours that have us in them in the first place. One quote that I really love, um, it's from Marianne Williamson and it's the problem is not that we attract emotionally abusive people. The problem is that we give them our number. And I think that's very apt and it just explains very much, you know, often how it ends up in our life in the first place, how we end up in these relationships that are toxic and sometimes stay in them long beyond when our inner intuition, our inner warnings, red flags are screaming at us to get out. Why it's easier for us to be treated badly than stand up for ourselves, set our boundaries and walk away. So first off, it's looking at why we get into those relationships. Why do we give out our number in the first place? Whether that's in our friendships, that's in our our partner relationships or wherever those relationships may be, because you're guaranteed if it's shown up in one area in your life, it tends to be shown up in the other. So why are we so willing to accept poor treatment, ill treatment, and be left feeling worse than when we got in. And that ties back to our self-worth. We will choose from where we are and what we believe we deserve. We can also very much adapt and have the idea that that love means pain. That to, to, to feel love, you will also get pain along with it. You will also be rejected. You'll be hurt. And we end up, we can mix up the two. We can associate with love with pain. That when someone's acting really jealous, oh, that's only because they love me. When someone's acting really insecure and very controlling, oh, that's only because they love me. Jealousy, insecurity and controlling behaviours, if they're impacting your life and making you feel uncomfortable, making you feel bad, making you feel less than, if you're being put down, if you're getting a lot of negative comments, none of that is coming from a place of love. None of it. And what that's doing is you are not getting love from that. That is what you're telling yourself, but you are not feeling loved within that. You're justifying those behaviours and it's these things that keep us in it much longer. But that jealousy and people acting extremely controlling towards us, not wanting us, say, to go out, to be around certain people, to wear particular clothes, to um, to make more friends, to be more out in the world, to be whatever it is. If our people are stopping us or don't want us to do that or reacting very badly, that is not love. 
that is coming from massive insecurities on their part. That's what they're lacking internally that they're taking out and projecting onto you. And that environment can become and very, very toxic very, very quickly. It, it isn't a sign of love. It's certainly a sign, a sign that they, they need to do some work on themselves. But to stay in that environment, the question is, why do we do it? And believe me, guys, I've, I've, I've been there. I've been in relationships where, you know, I, I knew I was being treated extremely bad. I've been in violent relationships um, decades ago now, but I've, I've been there. And there's that justification. It's, it, it's only because, because he loves me. It's only because I did this or that was my fault. I shouldn't have. I shouldn't have said that. I shouldn't have stayed out till that time. I shouldn't have this. I shouldn't have that. We turn it internal. We blame ourselves and that's all learned behavior and it's all coming from low self-worth. Because even at that time for me, within say that violent relationship, had my self-worth have been higher, had I have taught more of myself, cared about myself more and loved myself more, that would not have been acceptable for me. Now, don't get me wrong, in that particular circumstance, there was, there was lots more that came in at the time. So it was difficult, but... The main thing behind that was I hadn't enough belief, trust or care about myself to walk away earlier than I did. Now I did leave. I did get out of that relationship. I did move on. I did learn, but not before creating an absolute world of pain and heartbreak for myself beforehand. Because again, my self-worth had me staying where I was. My self-worth had me believing the things I was hearing because I already believed them about myself. I already taught those things anyway. Nobody can make you feel something that you don't already feel about yourself. It's like someone standing in front of you if you're if you're a man and saying to you, you are a woman. That's water off a duck's back because you don't believe you're a woman. You don't think you're a woman. So it doesn't phase you, it doesn't infiltrate in your head, you're going, I'm a man, they're a dope, or what are they talking about, or whatever. If we don't, the point there is we do not take on board what we don't already believe or we don't already think. So our self-worth massively impacts every other relationship in our life, who we let in, the boundaries we set, and what we stay with and stay in. So over time, if we're repeating the same patterns in relationships and looking and going, why am I here again? Why is this happening? Why is this going on? It is because how your opinion of you and what you think of yourself is playing a massive role in what you're bringing into your external environment. The thing is, like relationships don't heal us. They can't heal us. Nothing external can. If we need to build our self-worth, work on our, our self-love, work on liking ourselves, that has to be built internally. Relationships can absolutely add to our happiness 100%, but they cannot heal us internally. They can bring love into our lives. But if we're not in a place where we think of enough of ourselves that we deserve that love, we're in that relationship 
constantly grappling to give more, to please more, to be what they want, to keep getting that love. And what can happen sometimes is a relationship that was or did start out healthy can begin to turn toxic because you're constantly giving, appeasing, pleasing, meeting their needs and underneath it feeling quite frustrated, quite upset that you're not getting your needs met because you're not asking. Because your self-worth isn't where it needs to be for you to be willing to ask for what you need within the relationship. So again, even in our healthier relationships, our relationships that people are in that they're looking at and going, wow, this was amazing two years ago, three years ago. Now, you know, we're passing chips in the night. There's, you know, there's no intimacy. There's no love. There's, we don't do any of the things that we used to do. In part, it is again looking internal and asking, well, what has happened with you? A lot of the time we stop asking uh, or we expect the other person to know what we need. And then when we're not getting it, we're getting angry, we're getting frustrated, we're getting resentful. And one of the things that I heard years and years ago, it was actually off a, a doctor. He'd said that resentment is like taking a tiny bit of poison each day and expecting the other person to die. Resentment will poison everything over time. It will poison relationships because it's building, it's, it gets tiff or tat, it's toxic, it's, oh, well, you didn't do, so I'm not doing, he didn't do, so I won't do, he said so, or he never, or she never. And that's all building up in your head. It's all eaten away. And it's changing your behaviours without the other person understanding why the behaviours are changing. So it's poisoning the relationship that it's in with neither party understanding what's going on. So again, that comes back to in your healthy relationships, that comes back to, to your communication again and talking out. If this is water for you and if you're water for you, it's stepping up and it's, it's talking through these things. And if it's a thing that you are, it's not a healthy relationship no longer. And it, to you, it isn't worth salvaging or the, the love has gone or whatever it is and it's gone to a toxic place it is then looking and asking yourself well why am I still here why am I still in it what's happening and how is this impacting me we by nature are not fans of change we like certainty sometimes for us we can be you know dependent on the other person we have the certainty of well, we get the bills paid or we do things together or I have someone to go here with and we sacrifice so much of ourselves and our happiness just for that bit of certainty. Just to feel, oh, well, I have that other person rather than be alone with ourselves, rather than build that relationship with ourselves. And that also can leave us in, in toxic relationships. We can have in, in, in the friendship space, we can have those friends that only ever want to possibly talk about themselves, want you to hear about them, want you to help about them, for them, want you to do things for them, want you to meet for them. But when it comes to you, your needs are not met at all. You can have friends that relentlessly talk about and judge other people and that when you're in that space, that's hugely impacting your enemy, energy. Sorry, And that feels toxic to you. Why are you still there? Why are you still in that friendship? When you look at it sometimes in black and white, the reality, it is no longer a friendship. So what need do you think it's serving? And how does that measure up to how much it's negatively impacting you and how much it's hurting you? 
because a lot of the roots of why we are where we are tends to come back to ourselves and tends to come back to us thinking enough of ourselves to actually ask for more, to search for more, to step up and and recognise that we we deserve more, that we need more, that we have needs that need to be met. We can see it show up in our in our workspace or our business space where, you know, you want to be liked by by groups of people or by, you know, by your, your colleagues, by so you're you're bending over backwards, you're um, you know, you're you're going to above and beyond you're never saying no you're that person and in the meantime your own time your own energy and your own boundaries are out the window all to please all to fit in all to belong all to get into that group when sometimes we don't sit back and say well do I like this person anyway do I like who they are do I like their values is this someone I want to connect with because a lot of the time and this shows up as well with dating when we're on the dating scene. We can be grappling so hard to get that person to like us, to get that person to be interested in us, that we don't stop and go, do I like him or her? Is this a person I want to be with? Um, is this a person I want to be around? Or are we just driven by the need for them to, to like us, to boost our self-worth? When again, in reality, that can't happen. No one else can boost your self-worth. Self-worth is your value in you, your weight and your worth in you. Nobody else can boost. You can get beautiful comments, but if your self-worth is weighted on the comments that you get in, the absolute minute you get a bad one, that drops down again. And you're left on a hamster wheel, a carousel of of chasing people to like you, chasing compliments, chasing people to love you, running after toxic stuff that is actually in reality really hurting you. Being the person that's here, there and absolutely everywhere, bar serving yourself, bar looking after yourself. Because what we can also have running in the background is, oh, that's selfish. That's selfish for me to mind myself, to put myself first, to take care of myself. If you don't, who does? If you're not supporting you and backing you and setting your boundaries. Effectively, we all know the saying, treating yourself, being treated like a dharma. And that's where we end up because people will, if you're giving, 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 of course, it's our nature to take. You're going, oh, you know, oh, well, they're giving that, they're giving that, they're giving that. I'll, I'll take that. They're, other people, our needs are getting met and we see ourselves forced. So if you're given relentlessly in a space, people will be inclined to take because they possibly think they're serving you. They possibly think, oh, well, she wants me to have that or this or they're trying to serve me in that way. I won't say no, my hurt their feelings. So it might necessarily be that that other person is being, you know, selfish or it's all one side. It's they're just the behavior and the habit they've got into with you because of how you behave. So looking at what's running in our own system and what's driving us towards these things hugely shows us um, how we end up in some of the situations that we were in. As I said, from my own past, I have had, I've been in a number of relationships where I grappled very hard for that person to, to love me, to, to, to meet my needs, to, to feel like home, to feel like I belonged with them, to, to build a life with them, all of those things. Now I know my home is within me, my safety is within me. 
And that's the place I come from in any relationship that I go into. That other person is not my ground and my balance, my my everything. I have to be my everything first. And then everything in the external environment builds on that. And that has hugely shaped who I have in my life now, who I choose to have in my life now and how I'm willing to allow myself to be treated. And that's where the difference lies, because that impacts who I'm choosing in the first place, the energy I'm giving out, how I'm showing up for me, how I'm showing up in all those different spaces and therefore what's being returned back to me. But if we are in toxic relationships, if you're out there and you're in one, be it with friends, be it with a, a partner, boyfriend, someone you're seeing, it is looking and your system, you are guaranteed, even if you look back on past relationships that, that were toxic and hurtful, your system is ringing alarm bells at you. There's red flags flying everywhere. And it comes down to trusting yourself and looking at them and knowing your worth and knowing that you deserve better. Because we are not, we do deserve the absolute best. The absolute best is out there waiting for all of us. It's just clearing off some of the gunk that's sitting on top of the absolute best version of ourselves, the happiest, most confident, calmest version in ourselves that trusts that we deserve what we truly want. If our self-worth isn't where it needs to be, Desperation is in the driving seat of our lives. Desperation is making our decisions for us. Desperation has us in situationships when we want to be in relationships or putting up with less than, putting up with ill treatment, putting up with controlling behaviours, possibly going out and hoping that, you know, if if we have one night stands that 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 that'll get us love. Now, don't get me wrong. Rock on with your bad self, with your sexual needs, if you're out getting those desires met. But if we are out there and hoping that you'll get something else from from sharing your body and having sex and you're hoping you'll get love from it, that's coming from a desperate space. And it's knowing the difference because that will lower your self-worth rather than raise it. So looking at the toxic relationships in your life, if they're present, as I say, be it with the partners, be it with the friends, or even in the workspace when we're trying to fit in or trying to raise our business or any of those spaces, looking at what's in the driving seat and asking yourself the question, sitting back in all of them and asking, is this serving me? You're guaranteed you're serving them, but is this serving me? And what am I getting from this? Am I getting my needs met? And again, I'll reiterate, guys, uh, for anyone certainly who's a Catholic or most religions, this is not selfish. You are the leading lady or gent in your life. This is your movie. The real only ones runs one direction. You have only one shot at this. So you want to be the best, happiest version of yourself with the most all that you deserve in your life and that force comes from building on that self-worth and shaking out all the gunk and crap and toxicity and bad relationships that are in there and as i say that starts with you so 
that's it for me for this week, guys. I hope you've really enjoyed it and got some fabulous takeaways. And as always, I invite you to connect in with me across social media or check me out on my website, www.yourgifttoyou.com or email me, linda at yourgifttoyou.com, guys, because I'd love to hear from you and any topics you'd like for us to talk about or any more learnings that you want. And please remember, give me those reviews because it keeps the podcast getting out there to more people. So chat to you very soon, guys. Bye-bye.